Do you like watching the Olympics? Have you ever thought of becoming an Olympian yourself? Well, USA Weightlifting provides athletes with an opportunity to continue their athletic career following retirement from football. Their transitional athlete program offers a route to becoming an Olympian. Don't take it from me though. Listen to Daniel, who's been training with USA Weightlifting and says it was the perfect way to get started in the sport. I would totally advise uh, somebody to do this transitional athlete program. Uh, it, it's almost like a rubric for them to go off of instead of just kind of learning and uh, just trying to start somewhere and not know who to talk to or where to start. Going into it, it's definitely uh, something that if you've never looked at it before, never looked at Olympic lifting or anything, it's very kind of makes you feel nervous going into it. Definitely go into it full-fledged if I, if I did again, even if I knew nothing about it. So, uh, you know, anybody that's kind of timid about getting started or looking at this, definitely dive into it, something you might fall in love with always wanted to like represent you know the country in some way or another so this is like the steps and starting that it's just you know honor something that i've been looking at since i was young to try out register at www.usawrecruiting.com today and maybe you'll be their next 2024 olympian yeah yeah colorado's favorite pie i'm putting this in quotation marks is cherry pie let me ask you in this room, has anyone what? here ever even eaten cherry pie? Yeah, of course. I think so, yeah. I've never. <laughs> what is this evil? <laughs> You've broken Andre. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Guy. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery, our favorite beer here, the best beer in the world. I just want to give a quick reminder for new listeners. The DMVR Podcast Network uh, has podcasts on every single team we cover daily. This podcast is made specifically for all sports, all of us getting to connect, learn a little bit about every sport. Drew has become an avid Avs fan now after... After this podcast, right? Big, this yeah, podcast, big hockey right? guy. Yeah, actually, yeah, that is the. I even wrote about that. That was the origins. Of, well, not necessarily the origins <laughs> of it, but the <laughs> hey final Drew, straw. That yeah. We're trying to propagate, you know, a message here. <laughs> so <laughs> play along, please. So just, like, yes, follow yes. Along. There you go. Um, just because of this podcast, huge hockey guy. But yeah, we talk all Denver sports and try and gives fans a chance to learn and fall in love with new teams they may not have otherwise known. Or and us individually. Or yeah. But you know, if you fall in love, you fall in love. That's right. I fell in love with Drew weeks ago. That's right. Oh, that's right. Wow. It was very quick. Yeah, yeah. It happened fast. You guys yeah. should be sitting yeah. next to each other. No, that's too much. No, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It'd be um, way too intense. Well, with that, I think we should start off. Wait, with really quick. I just wanted to. <laughs> I just. 
<laughs> I just wanted to mention you were talking about this podcast and what it does, and it and it's pretty cool. Everyone, we also do a live, so everyone, if you want to see our actual reactions, like mine being interrupted, you can go check out Periscope and YouTube. Anyways, I just wanted to say it's pretty cool that this podcast was nominated for best yes. new podcast at the Colorado Podcast Awards, which are going down December third, I think. So. Shout out to us. Thanks. To what shout I, that's what shout, shout out to the voters is what Ryan. Yeah. Oh, right, shout right, out right. to the people yeah. who oh, nominated right. us. We really appreciate it. We've but mostly s- us for <laughs> inventing it. Do I throw something at Ryan today? We'll see. Um, we should <laughs> anyways, put up a poll on thanks. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to everyone who nominated. We awesome. really appreciate it. We've had a lot of great ratings, great comments on this podcast. So thank you for that. Back to what I was talking about or trying to transition to. I think, oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) I think the best way to start this podcast is to talk about the Avs and Saturday's game and kind of, it was a big topic on Twitter and a lot of our fans who don't watch the Avs may have been confused as to what was going on and why that was such a controversial game in the hockey world or a controversial missed call. Um, So AJ, do you want to start us off? You guys want to rally me up right away. Oh yeah, let's go. So what happened? Explain so, it for the people. Who uh, know. Basically, the abs are the abs are up four two with about three minutes to play. Uh, it's six on five, and Matt Calvert blocks a shot with his face, oh um, which ended up being the side of his head. Uh, he's bleeding out of his ear on the ice. He can't get up. He lays there for fourteen seconds. The referees do not stop play because Vancouver has possession of the puck. Um, multiple Vancouver players and Avalanche players stop playing because they're worried about Calvert. Realize that the officials are not going to blow the play dead, so they all sort of half-heartedly continue playing. And two Vancouver players wholeheartedly continue playing, and they end up scoring, and Nathan McKinnon predictably freaks out. The trainer jumps off uh, off the bench and comes to get him, and there's a famous picture now. Blood coming all down the side of his head, uh, and... That was kind of it. They didn't blow the pl- they did not blow the play dead. It's the second time in two weeks that an AF has taken a puck to the face, or I guess head area, and uh, the the officials just said, "Oh, life is hard." But w- why is that specifically? What people were what, tweeting out there was a rule that yeah. So the rule the rule basically says that more or less, uh, if a player is injured and can't make it back to the bench, play continues as long as the other team has the puck. If the Avs were to have gotten the puck back, play would have been blown dead. Yeah. But there's also, right below that, a little addendum to the, to the rule that just says, if a player is seriously injured, uh, you stop play. And it's up to the ref's discretion. And everybody's frustration is the fact that he clearly took a puck off the head. Um, it could not have hit any other part of his body. And he was bleeding out on the ice. He tried to get up and couldn't get up. And... The Avs were punished, essentially, for a guy getting hit in the head with a puck. And this coming from a league that tries to pretend like it actually cares about its player safety and likes to puff out its chest like it's doing so much more than all the other leagues to protect its players, has an opportunity to do so, doesn't. It seemed like, okay, maybe you give them the benefit of the doubt because you don't want to take away a scoring opportunity, right? But after, like, the fourth pass, it just seemed like there was time to just blow that play dead. And Not when that I you know see the about. other player, like, players on both teams were like, what's going on? Right. I mean, McKinnon's, like, pointing. There's other players who are like, what are you doing? Yeah. Look at him. So, like, when it's both teams. Well, like, Donskoy went into, like, dad mode and, like, started to, like, hover over right. Calvert. Yeah. 
And it just which, seemed like the players you know. were waiting for the refs to play. Right. The well, and the refs were just like, but Vancouver has the puck. Right. And it was like, how are you guys prior? This guy's bleeding from his head. Everybody just saw him block a shot with his head. Like the the Canadian broadcast, which I was watching at the time, uh, was was feigning ignorance, and they were like, "We didn't, you know, we don't know what he what happened." And it was like he blocked a shot with his face, dude. Like, what do you think happened? Yeah. And for there to be four guys who are paid to blow to to officiate the game. And four guys with whistles on the ice, and none of them have have the nuts to actually make the call because they're worried about what? Like Vancouver yelling at them? Like there's a dude bleeding from the head on the ice. At some point, you've got to stop prioritizing puck possession over player safety. It's absolutely insane. It was the wrong call. Everybody in hockey agreed that it was a terrible application of the rule. And those that didn't are stupid and wrong. Was this an issue for you as a hockey guy? Did you have an issue with this rule prior to the Avs anecdote here? Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't really think the rule is a problem. I think it's the application of the sure. rule. Okay, like a guy, you're so worried about a guy faking an injury. Yeah, like that you're gonna prioritize. So what if you get burned once or twice when a guy, a guy maybe fakes one? I wouldn't. Would you rather not protect your player? Right. And and give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not going to try and take advantage of you in that way. Like, it's it's insane to me. Like. What happens if that guy suffers a serious brain injury? Because what what happens if that possession continues? What if he gets hit in the head again with the puck? How yeah, he long? He was like hiding from the puck. Well, and how when he long does it, it was still going? Did would it have taken for them to blow the whistle? Fourteen seconds wasn't enough time. What the hell are you doing? It's like if they if they're making a a move towards the net at that moment, then maybe you let it go sure. it, for a half a second. But they're just passing the puck around like they're on a power play. Because now they are. Yeah, because well, now it's a six on yeah, four. Yeah, now it's a six yeah. on four. I think you could take this out of the ref's hands because clearly they're they are not responsible enough to handle that responsibility and just say, head injury, blow the whistle. They, well, and I would be fine with that. Anything, a puck to the face. The same thing happened with Zadorov against Nashville a couple of weeks ago where, you know, he takes a puck to the face. It breaks his jaw. He has to have T3 arrangement surgery. Like – and and he ended up getting up and clearing the puck. And so they were like, oh, well, see, that's the rule working as the way that it should. And it's like, no, you moron. The guy broke his jaw. I, the only thing I would push back with is hockey does sort of foster a culture of there are guys who get down to block shots with their face. It's about toughness. There are guys who get back on the ice. There are fights. I mean, isn't just isn't this just built into the culture? And, and that's not player safety is important. Yeah, but like to be if fair, there's a warrior syndrome in the NHL, and that's great. But when guys get hit in the head, you it's a, just a different ballgame. You yeah. have to protect your yeah. players. It's kind of like the concussion head. protocol in the NFL. Like the NFL is a bunch of tough guys too. They had to make a rule that says, "Hey, let's take it out of their hands because there, yeah, there are the guys that are going right. to want to continue. Right. It's not safe, so let's take that out of their hands." I think if you're worried, you can't make rules being worried about people taking advantage of them. Like, if a dude's going to fake right. a head injury in the zone, then, you know, screw that guy. Uh, it's like the the, NA, uh, the NFL, like, if someone's helmet comes off, the play blows dead instantly. 
You don't just see guys ripping their helmet off as a guy's running down the sidelines trying to, you know, get the play stopped. Well, and they have that rule in hockey. If a goalie's mask pops off or even comes loose, they stop play. Right. You don't see goalies just throwing their helmet off. Right. And this, this, Mike, <laughs> Smith, Mike, Mike Smith does it once in a while. But, like, it's – But, again, it's you've not, got yeah. – It's not common enough. That, you know, it's not like he's facing a 3-on-0 and he but just, like, rips his helmet off <laughs> You penalize those him, people, you know? I feel like, rather than changing the rule. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the, the whole slippery slope fallacy is just that. Like, you're, you're so concerned about unintended consequences – that you're ignoring an issue that's right in front of you. Sure. I do think, though, that no, no matter what you do with the rules, there's always going to have to be a ref, an official to, uh, as you put it, it's an a- application of the rules. Uh, I, there was a thing that happened in the World Series, a really controversial uh, runner's interference call, and I'm stealing something from a, a friend of everybody knows now in baseball, John Boy, who said, the thing is, it's a judgment call. That's a, That happens in all the sports, right? That's what officials are for you're there to make a judgment call and at some point there has to be a much higher level of scrutiny on the people who are entrusted to make those judgment calls to properly interpret the rules so even if you say you know like you said well yeah you can make a rule anything to the head automatically you blow it dead but then you talk about well are people gaming it so now the ref has to have a judgment about whether or not they're they're gaming it and so to me it's just like Let's have a higher level of when stuff like this happens. I know, AJ, you've talked about this. I talk about it a lot in baseball. You, none of us can go and interview the referees uh, to ask them questions about why did you interpret the rule this way? Because whenever someone comes out, I, I saw some people arguing with you on Twitter, You know, the only defense of this is to go right to the most technical language of the rule and say, well, there is a possible interpretation of this. Uh, that that allows play to continue, like you said, and yes, that's true. But let's let's hear them say that. Right. Let, let the ball players have to do it. The managers or coaches have to do it. The general managers have to do it. Well, we have to do it if we screw something up. Right. So if, if that's their reasoning, let's hear it from them. That I want to hear them say, no, we thought Calvert was fine. Is there any sort of publicized like review of the referees, or do refs no. ever speak publicly in the NHL ever? No. They're completely isolated from everything. All accountability is done behind closed doors. I think with what you were saying, Drew, you're right. That's why we have people ref, not robo, robot refs. How dare you turn that on? I know. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, this could be taking it in a different route. But if it was a robot ref or whatever, then they would have done exactly what happened because those are the rules. That's the rule. But you have that human element, and you see someone on the ice bleeding from their head. That's like where your human instinct kicks in. And even if that's a rule, you have the chance. If they would have <laughs> blowed the whistle dead, or they would have blowed the play dead, and they got scrutinized for it, they would have been like, "I'm sorry." The man was bleeding from his head. It's a lot more defensible. Yeah, it's yeah. so yeah, much more true. defensible than what happened. And that's that human element. That's one of the reasons it's so important to have that as well, well somewhere in the game. And easily, you know, a lot of people brought up soccer. And I would say that hockey could easily just do the same thing where, you know, Vancouver could just flip that puck over the net. No big deal. You Over the yeah. glass into the netting. Stop play, get him medical attention, and on the face-off, the Avs just lose the face-off on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. it's the Avs; they're probably going to anyway. <laughs> and just give them, just give them the puck, and Vintage you know, let AJ. them let them resume. But there's no longer a man bleeding out on yeah. the ice where you guys are trying to pretend like the game matters. Soccer also has the head injury thing; it's a immediate whistle. Yeah, right. I mean, it's there's there's so many things that you can do where it's just like, look, like 
yeah, the game matters, but like we're talking about this is a regular one regular season game out of 82 in November. Like let's Let's take and, it down a notch And you here. saw Let's... that passion from his teammates. I mean, Eric Johnson came out and was like, <laughs> that's someone's father. Like, that's that's someone's hu- yeah. like su- husband. Like, this, the man's bleeding from his head. Like, of course he was so emotional, but still, that's his teammate. Yeah, well, if well, there's a mandate of player safety and protecting, like, players' heads, then, I mean, if we're not right. drawing the line there, where are we drawing the line? Right, exactly. It's you like, have to be bleeding from two ears. It's <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, like, like, a guy breaks an ankle and he's stuck out there. Like, life is hard. I don't have any issue with that. That's hockey. The interesting thing is there's a, a fine line. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up. His was like, like oh. maybe we should get him help, too. <laughs> like, like we've seen we've seen examples. Guys, guys have, have broken legs and they've broken different bones. And, like, that's what the, you know, hey, that it's not going to get any worse. With that dude out there doing whatever, but like he's bleeding running, you know? from the head seems like. But like, but you don't line. know what that injury is. Yeah. Abs won that game, right? and they, they did, did, which nice. is why it's this is not <laughs> a like bigger right. thing. Yeah. all Abs fans were kind of like, eh, well, you know, that, extra goal for McKinnon. That game yeah. was wild, was and I I tweeted about it because I landed in Denver and uh, checked the score, and it was four two, and there's four minutes left in the game, so put my phone away. I was getting ready to get up off the plane. The whole or deal with that, and then I get off the plane and had a notification and looked at it, and Avs won 5-4 in overtime, and I was like, what? <laughs> what what just happened? And then I go on Twitter, and I see everything that happened about Matt Calvert and everything else, and then McKinnon's overtime goal with, like, 30 seconds in, and just, <laughs> I was like, wow. McKinnon just decided what? to end it. Mm-hmm. This has been a very eventful start to the season. The Avs have had like three mini seasons already, it feels like. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. True. <laughs> Should I ask you about the injury list next? Yeah, How many yeah. games have they played? Uh, 172. 12, 6, and. Uh, they played 20 games. Two? Yeah. 20. Wow. A lot of things have happened. A lot. Uh, you're telling me. I'm really looking forward to like January when it's just like games. <laughs> and you're just like, well, oh, games. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, they won? They uh, lost? I could yeah, just exactly. Yeah. Like I It's just like three straight weeks of like every other day. And you're yeah. just like, all right, well. Adam Werner was a lot of fun, though. Like, Yeah, it was a great story. Yeah. And then, it, and then it wasn't, which is also I'm, a great I'm, story. I was going to say, but yeah. Like, Rain and Allen effect. <laughs> I mean, you go from a 40-save shutout to getting absolutely blown know, out. And you're just like, so sad. Oh. Tim Melville, shout out. Yeah. We've all got them. Sports are messed up. Yeah. No, but I love those little flashes in the pan, man. I'm not going to put the Werner mania oh, yeah. on Lynn Sanity level, but you know what I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. Just those brief, like you have to remind Dude, well, yourself. I mean, about like Lynn Sanity was what, like a week or two? I was like, yeah, a it, was I think it was like 15 it was, games. Yeah, yeah it was really like, long. It was. It, oh, it felt like 10 days. It it yeah. was like a thing. <laughs> that, the video just kept happening. Like, every right? yeah, it, it was kind of wild. Oh, it was awesome. And, and then he went to Miami. Didn't it end because Melo got healthy? Uh, he came back and was like, "All right, give me, give me come on, remember. give me the ball." Yeah, something Probably like that. Probably Melo ruins I everything. I, honestly I think, think it ended because oh, Jerry. All right, let's not. I'm I'm looking forward to Melo oh. ruining Portland. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, big time. How dare you? That right. dude. That dude is poison. Um, let's go back to the hockey and about Adam Werner and transition into the fact that Philip Grubauer is starting a net tonight against mm-hmm. the Calgary Flames. Um, and then. Uh, Pavel Francis there. <laughs> I literally just blanked on his name. Um, Pavel Francis will be the backup goalie, so they have their goalies back. That's like some great news yeah. when it comes to it's these great. injuries. Has anyone ever considered just 
taking a different goalie every night and letting them have their first start. Every goalie <laughs> has a good game in their first game. That's not true. Just go get all of the uh, like minor league goalies and just mm-hmm. cycle them in one game at a time. No scouting report. I love this strategy. Um, Back to what I was saying. Uh, you only have so many contracts, man. A- AJ, <laughs> You're going to blow, what, 10 of them on goaltenders just so you can have <laughs> – you can, yeah. you can repeat that effect. Maybe you save it for the playoffs. There you go. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Good go time to test a new strategy. Game. There, oh there are no God. roster limits in the postseason. Have at it. Just, you know, just go sign 14 goaltenders. Well, you, they are only on the roster for one day. Yeah, that's this is a great idea. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, what do you think <laughs> really about you there, right? Group being back in net tonight? Well, I mean, all the, all the guys that are going to come back from injury are going to be big, but getting both of your goalies back is really nice because – you are not going to ride the Bebo Werner train yeah, for long. You were on your third and fourth <laughs> you, string. You are not goalies. going to succeed. That they that they went two and two in that stretch was like amazing. It was it was perfect. We got someone in the Periscope comments going "groo," which I've really missed yelling that. Sure. <laughs> Here's another thing. Correct. Oh God. What I don't I don't like the chant. I never I have. I don't like that Avs fans used really? to make fun of Avs fans used to make fun of Wild fans because they did it with Dubnik and they were like it's the stupidest chant ever. Grubauer shows up and they did it in his first game. If what if like, just after every save everyone right. went in come please? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you do like the Gru chant, you can buy our shirt at the DNVR merch go. locker. Not a big incomplete guy, not gonna lie. I've never liked that one. I thought it was awesome after third downs. And then it was like, let's just after, do it after every. Yeah, yeah it was like, let's just do it all the time. Honestly, like, I think it's a really cool Denver thing. I was in, I grew up in Philly and DC, and Gross. I for some reason went to a uh, Broncos bar in DC. Never been, had never seen the Broncos group. And they were all chanting that. After, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is the bar was packed. Everyone's like, and the pass was. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, we're in D.C. And I feel like we're and in then the 11th time they did it. And you're like, all right. Yeah, uh, I didn't. Yeah. I was never There's that. There's a few shots involved. So I was uh, like, incomplete. <laughs> I, I was never a big fan of it until I saw this poll in Sports Illustrated once where opposing players said that was the most annoying thing that uh, yeah. away team or away stadium fans did, and I'm like, okay, well, okay, it's now now I kind of yeah. like it. Yeah, now this is great. Brendan, okay. have you gotten tired of the? Because I've always liked it. I can't remember the Nuggets version of uh, Reed Saunders, the the ring announcer guy, but uh, <laughs> that's a wrestling term. But when they do, when someone hits a three and it's oh, for, for one, one, two, and then the yeah, crowd, get, like, I see. I love that. Like, it's 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 awesome when it's like a really momentous moment one, when they yeah. really needed that three and everyone goes nuts. But or again, like seven in the first like, quarter, like, <laughs> in like the middle of the. But, but when you when you cover when you cover yeah. the team for eighty two games, you get to the point where like, yeah, it's worth three po- it's worth three points. He was behind. <laughs> he was behind the thing. Behind the line. AJ, also, what about when the, they say dilly dilly? Oh yeah, not how is that still going? That was yeah. like a that was like a three week thing. <laughs> yeah, everyone I, loved it. It was a meme. We did the whole thing, and then like it ended. And see, I don't like, even let's know this. Roll with that. Yeah, you like, let's dilly, see, you haven't been to a game yet. Uh, no, Drew is going, going to next his Wednesday first game. with your mom. Yeah, I'm like, I might I might tag along. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to see that. Drew's mom, your mom joke. It was just Drew's mom is no. I just do want to meet his mother. Yeah, um, but yeah, so they say dilly dilly when they get a guy when they get a power play. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, like that's Pit annoying. of Misery. That's they've, yeah. they've upgraded. Pit of Misery. Dilly dilly. Uh, yeah. They've upgraded the, the Mario noise after they. <laughs> I was going to say, PKs, that's but, incorrect. Because, uh, see, in the video game, they play the Mario noise when your guy comes back on the yeah. ice, and that is very satisfying yeah, to like me. The they've upgraded like the coin up noise. The level yeah. up. So, to, to what? Just, you'll see. Oh, no. Wait, they changed it? It's not it? Mario. Yeah. I'm going to be disappointed. It's better. I mean, it's you, it's along the same lines. Oh, okay. Then I'll I feel be like fine. I haven't been to enough abs games this year. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's cool, but no, I don't. Uh, I also don't like the who's ball nuggets ball. Uh, I mean, oh, like I hate the best that. Was, I, I my hate first that. A lot of these were taken from other places. I only Detroit, like that at the end yeah. of games, like in the last like two minutes of a game when it's like a big possession. My first time covering the team two years ago, they had just started it and. No one knew. No one yeah, knew. Whose ball? Word. It's a pretty our obvious ball. answer. No, but there's a lot. Of, it's our <laughs> ball. It's Denver's ball. It's the Nuggets ball. <laughs> that, that guy it's there. Like yeah. See, that's what's hard for, um, especially in football, football teams trying to start uh, fight songs. Oh, and man. that no one knows about them. Credit to the Broncos. They abandoned theirs this year. It was a two, They gave it a two-year trial run. <laughs> I feel like you know the Eagles bed. one. Oh. Well, that's actually like a legit The fight Eagles song, fight though. song? Are you kidding me? When I've gone to Redskins games <laughs> oh, in that no. stadium, it's just oh, – even the Bills game a few weeks ago, it's just overtaken. You're just chanting it every two seconds. I, I hear incredible. it in my nightmares. <laughs> I love it. Same with the Buffs fight song. Fight songs are just so much fun. I don't know any It's really songs. weird when you go to a school – like if you like visit – at another school for an away game and the the fans don't know the fight song yeah. like i just thought every college knew their fight song sang it after every touchdown like and that's just not a thing no it's so yeah, fun no. No i will say a fight song or not. ku i know you're a ku basketball fan when you go to those games they have like 12 songs that all yeah, the fans know true. and like they're like just cycle through them throughout yeah, the game and like, chorus. Yeah. Yeah, Rock chop it actually feels very cultic Oh, it's, are we going to go back yeah. to our cult talk? <laughs> yeah, see, when you don't like something, it's a cult. But when you're part of something, it's just fans being cool. Yeah. No, but it it's just feel, fun it feels eerie. Like, it's Yo, well, everyone's they, on pitch and, like, Well, when they do the rock chop chant yeah. at, like, at the end of a <laughs> well, game. And, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and everybody, wow. like, sways at the same time. And it's like... Every single Kansas oh, fan is born in that arena. It's like a weird <laughs> ceremony. Everyone wears hoods. Yeah. 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 That's chant. what it feels that's like. They have like these yeah. like Jayhawk like hoods over. There's, there's the two places to hood. hang out in Kansas, yeah. right? Right. There's the arena, or there's like the come and go on the corner. <laughs> wow, this podcast has really been an interesting <laughs> one. So unfortunately, Drew, great uh, follow on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Do the Rockies have any of those? Uh, I'm blanking on the. Uh, well, they uh, they used the to have... The Law & Order sound? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they've had better ones over the years. The old one, the old classic that I really like is when they would split the crowd down the middle and one half would go, go! And the other would go, Rocky! Very, very original. simple, but... It's very cool when they all started just it, it, shouting go. When it was back and forth, it would sway interestingly in the Don't in you the love crowd, that thing when all the fans just, stand yeah. up and wave, and wave their I hands? I hate that with every fiber <laughs> the wave. of my being. I oh, hate the wave. Oh, the Rockies have the uh, Hey Baby song. I hate oh, that, too. That I hate that, too. You don't like that It's one? a cheap knockoff of the Red Sox thing. Get your own. Get your own thing. That's a good Do take. something wow. cool. Play Rocky Mountain High I have or to say Purple I'm Haze. I am over it at this point. Like, in 07, it was like, oh, this is fun and fresh and new. That was 12 years ago. The one thing that isn't really like the other ones, but Charlie's song is just like 
That's the best one. That's Ever, the best everyone one. Yeah, there of is. anything there is. in any car. Yeah. Actually, that's, that's my favorite. Like that's the best singing. Yeah. yeah. Remember when we did that perfectly really good. on this podcast? Yes. We sang it. That was perfect pitch. The Tula one, it was underrated. That one traveled really well because that collection of sounds is played in all the different sports. So you would be like at Nuggets games mm-hmm. when Tula was wrecking it and they'd do the little claps and the people who knew would all just yell out, Tulo! Yeah, yeah. I remember be, like being at Coors in 07 during that oh. run. When they would do it, you could hear it like echo through the city. Yeah. Right. Like, it was that loud. It was awesome. But now the same thing goes for Charlie's song. Like if they play that at a Nuggets game, everyone's doing it. Oh, but. yeah, they are. <laughs> right. Um, someone in the Periscope comments wrote, DNVR cult podcast. I mean, this is what it's turning into. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we had someone cult. on YouTube, Jason Lynch, are, said shout out. So yeah. shout out to shout you. Um, well, we've got a lot more to talk about. But before we do, speaking of cults, you Olympics. are part of our cult. <laughs> you should go to Total Beverage. Total Bev you is giving the DMVR. <laughs> there you go. That was better. That one was a better one. Um, Total Bev is giving the DMVR fam 30% off your purchase of $25 or more with a max purchase of $75 using the code DNVR2019 online or on the Total Beverage app. Be sure to download, download that today. They've got everything you're looking for, including CBD products, and their app is really easy to use. If you get overwhelmed in their store, don't worry. They're incredible staff members will help you find exactly what you want. Don't forget to use the promo code DNVR2019. How about them nuggets? How about them? Splendid Serbian hookers. Splendid. Oh, a splendid week. A splendid week for the Shots. Nuggets. You got it. You missed this. Shots. Chris Marlowe. Oh, you missed. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Chris Marlowe, who cannot help himself from stumbling backwards <laughs> into sexual innuendos, last year once proclaimed, it's a scoring orgy during oh a particularly... Uh, Good quarter for the Nuggets. I don't Nuggets. think that was an accident. Uh, no, no. He was waiting for that one. So last called it a score I didn't G. hear so that one yes. last year. So Jokic oh, hit a, uh, a a sky hook, if you will, and and Chris Marlowe said, what a, a splendid Serbian hooker shot. <laughs> Scott Hastings almost doubled over on the broadcast. Um, I, I don't know if the Nuggets won the week. I won the week because that's the best thing that I've ever heard, and I've been laughing ever since. So good. So good. And that – that will stay forever. Wow. Every time he ever does a hook shot from now on. And the thing is, I feel bad. Chris needs to know this. You don't laugh at legends. You only laugh with them. Chris is very good. He's one of the best. We all know what you meant, but it is hilarious. <laughs> and I will not stop posting memes. Chris Marlowe is oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, he's yeah. a great dude. Yeah. I love so when funny. like turn, tuning into like the Olympics and volleyball and stuff, and randomly you're like, oh yeah, right. That's right. Chris Marlowe is a gold medal, like yeah. absolute stud volleyball, like real staple in that community. Right. Beach volleyball. Beach oh. volleyball, golden jawline, gold medal. <laughs> he's a, he's a legend. Um, and then that, I love that that came on the heels of uh, of uh, Moj with the uh, the shooty shoot. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which sounded like if Drew was calling. I was gonna a say shooty game. shoot. It's getting in you on my that brain. Too? Yeah, too. I don't watch. I don't, this is my secret. I don't watch games with volume on. If you. I'm not covering them, I don't listen. I can't stand announcers. Just it's a classic AJ take. I yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, they're loud and they're not. They're not for me. A new service from DNVR. You can watch games and replace the broadcast audio with AJ muttering to himself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk during games either. So. I would pay money for that. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I do want is I would like to replace announcers with game with game noise, purely game noise. Don't I don't so need a guy to go game to just, the game. Just just. Sounds oh, of ice yeah. and the puck and I'd glass and all that. I've, I've there have been broadcasts before where 
they've they've done it on like the the NHL service because one of the teams wasn't broadcasting, so they just had the mics that were hot. You can do that on like NBA League Pass. Yeah, and oh really? It yeah. probably annoy me a little more with NBA because of the sneakers and the squeaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But with hockey, like I w- I would listen to just game sounds all the time. Baseball. See, I because for me, there's certain things that like Baseball you miss, and then the announcers are like, "Oh, this is exactly what happened," or "This is the play." Like in football, like this is what the penalty or if something was in the. So I feel like it. Or helps. you have Bill Walton just saying incredible. Oh yeah, oh that's God. what I nonsense. Want. Yeah, talk to me about. Bands that my dad used to listen to. <laughs> right. See, and that's the thing is, most of the time it's just nonsense. It's yeah. not the incredible part. It's just nonsense. Uh, I mean, it's cool to have like Tony Romo and those guys like breaking stuff down, yeah. showing you things that you might not have seen. I like that stuff. But uh, sorry, I had to take. Oh, one time I li- I was watching a soccer game, and they just piped in a loop of crowd noise. Like they didn't have any sound, so they just played a loop of like oh a minute no. of just random <laughs> soccer crowd noise it was That's the awful. most obnoxious yeah. thing yeah. i've oh ever done you're like wait you, you hear the whoop very, yeah you can hear this like one very specific part when it looped oh it was really bad i wish the nuggets had tried that two years That's ago terrible. it was just silence <laughs> <laughs> okay periscope comments real quick D-Line Co. Eric said, I feel like I'm looking at all my children that I dressed for the day. It's glorious. Huh. You are old, if that's the point. No. <laughs> a little awkward. Because he's got, you've got a hat he designed. Oh. AJ's got a hat he designed. Oh, because he that's designed. Design. I'm the only one he not made the mural, today. too. Um, he's good at things. And then Racerman967 <laughs> said, Spilly's Sweet Escape walk up from 07 with a woohoo. Yeah, yeah, and I can't stand that song in literally yeah. any other context, but when Spilly was coming up to bat, I, I woo wooed along with the rest <laughs> was, of them. It was woo-woo. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everything okay. that year was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back to, back to the Nuggets. They had a disappointing loss against the Atlanta Hawks they did. Um, since last time we spoke, but they've recovered. They had a blowout win over the Memphis Grizzlies. That was a great performance from Jamal Murray, 39 points, season high. Yeah, it's funny. It's almost like if you stop and reevaluate things after every game, you're going to feel a little differently. <laughs> the momentum so is what's swinging. The problem with. Uh being in a football town oh my god that must be so hard week to week man constantly um, a hostage in the moment yeah well i mean and that's the thing is you have football people trying to break down basketball and hockey and baseball and it just it doesn't work that way the nuggets have been winning games but they haven't been doing it in a pretty fashion and that that vibe from last season season has been missing yeah. um they rebounded from that atlanta loss with a really good win against brooklyn held them to 18 points in the third 14 in the fourth and then in memphis that was really outside of the Miami game, the first time we've seen the Denver Nuggets that we expected to see this year. And so now you're at this funny place where the record looks good. They seemingly potentially have gotten through that slow start, and it feels like things are trending up. All of a sudden, they're in a pretty good place. Uh, Most particularly encouraging from that that Memphis game, though, was what I thought was the best professional game of Jamal Murray's career. Uh, He was excellent in the ways that they need him to be. And with Murray, it's not just like, can he hit these statistical benchmarks? How is he getting there? What kind of shots are you taking? What, what is he emphasizing in terms of being a point guard on the floor, not just a guy who scores? Those things are paramount to Denver being the best version of themselves. He unlocked Denver's offense against Memphis. You can check out Adam Mars's list that's featured now on DNVR.com. So the best, if you're a basketball fan, it's the best content out there, period. Uh, he'll break down exactly how that works. But, but encouraging stuff from the Nuggets outside of the result itself. I feel like 
Yeah, so th- we're at an interesting point <laughs> in Jamal Murray's career, and I think his baseline to start the season outside of the scoring has looked a lot better. There is a newfound interest in defense. Um, he's bigger. He's stronger. He, he's playing better as a point guard. His ability to get the ball to Jokic is so much better than it's been. But the most important thing for him now is shot selection. Think about that Atlanta game. Trey Young came in and absolutely demolished Denver. I mean, it helps when you hit everything you throw up, but the shots he took were from close around the rim or really far out, and it bent Denver's defense in half. They threw their game plan out the window, and they couldn't cover anyone else as a result of it. To this point in Murray's career, when he's good, it's almost in a vacuum. It's because he hit a really tough shot, like you were saying earlier. And if I'm the D, I just say, all right, well, I'm not going to change what I'm doing. You go do that again. In that Memphis game, Jamal was – there wasn't a game plan for that. He was taking open threes. He was hitting them. We know his mid-range game is good. So when he's taking modern shots, it unlocks Denver's offense in a way that allows them to play Jokic ball, and then they dominate. I, I was watching the list uh, from Adam, and he had a great point in there where, which, where he just said, if, the, if there's a good shot there, you just have to take it. You have it. to. And – I feel like that's so important for this Nuggets offense. When they are shooting the shots that the defense is saying, you can have these, it unlocks everything for them. And then, of course, you got to make them of eventually. Course. But especially Jamal, right? Because the guards he wants to share that rare air with, Damian Lillard, right? Trey Young, the Stephs, the guys who he's optimistically compared to, his ceiling. Those guys are not holstering. If they come around a screen and they're open behind the – or you go under on a screen, they're letting it fly every time. Right. Jamal's still getting to that place – and he should understand, like, he should have that confidence because he can shoot. And when he gets hot, he's thermonuclear. So let it fly, man. Trust yourself. What have you thought of the second unit during these last two games? Much, much better. Part of it is that Monte looks better, right? Mm-hmm. And he's obviously at the at the wheel there. But I think most of it is substitution patterns. Michael yeah. Malone started the year with a strict 10-man rotation. He was going five starters in, five bench guys in. Not the best way to extract value out of guys like Monte, uh, Jeremy Grant, for example, even Torrey Craig, um, who's now out of the rotation completely. Now we're seeing him sort of like splint, splice it up a little bit. Bench guys are playing with starters. Everyone looks a little bit better. Um, and, and the bench is looking like what we were expecting to see coming in. Yeah, we've had more of a chance to see Juan Cho. Oh, my goodness. That's, that <laughs> is 100% fan. my guy, so don't try to take That's it. That's how, like, no, like, <laughs> the Nuggets won the week mostly because of Juan Cho. I'll get there. I'm not going to make my real yeah, argument yet, but say, hey. it's. No, we've been trying to figure out how to make this team fun. They're winning games, but they're not fun like last season. Inject a little Wancho in there, Mm -hmm. problem solved, baby. I uh, they came out. Those new jerseys are gonna come out, and I'm like on the fence of who I'm gonna get. Like my heart wants me to get Wancho. It's tough because we don't know. We don't know know if he's gonna stick around. But if he does, like he is the perfect. It's kind of one of those things where, like, even if he doesn't. I don't know. I just feel like it's a flex that you got a Wancho jersey. No Nuggets fan will ever knock you for wearing that jersey. Yeah. You, you'll get it's like an in the club kind of niche one. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. I want to talk about the Nuggets' new possible jersey and then the Habs uh, thing. thing. Whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? Uh, you made the comparison. It's just, Nike, yeah, Adidas. It's just what happens. You got Nike and you got Adidas. So this is this is what happens. Yeah. Those look like. <laughs> An, like an old mock-up of a Captain America outfit. What's wrong with the yeah. A? He turned me around <laughs> on him a little bit. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Uh, I honestly think it's they were on to something decent and then just executed it very poorly. I don't really mind the A so much as I mind the white stripe going all the way around that also runs right into the numbers, oh. where it's like, this is... 
hideous. And then like the, and the whole bottom looking. half of the jersey is just burgundy. And like what That's was it? What was the idea of like having the A go up to the? It doesn't look. It looks unnatural and weird. Like just bring the A down, fix that stripe thing. Don't put like the the bottom of the A is mountains. And then you just put like another mountain is the middle of the A. Like, what's that? Fix that. And have a bottom of the jersey. Yeah. Um. So is that is that official? <laughs> or no. if the backlash that they've received, is there a chance they change Probably it? Probably too late. I mean, for is like Sonic, I think I think this is the Sonic the Hedgehog. This is this the general design. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But until the NHL actually is like, here's what it really looks like, and we see it in person. It's interesting though because these so things so much hate. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because these things are about making money, right? Yeah. Well, and you look at the Dallas ones for their outdoor game, and it it looks like it says the the, the STDers. Oh, wow. No way. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's so rough. It's just, that's not it's what just you a miss yeah. for yeah. everyone. Right. Well, in the Nashville <laughs> ones, you're like, okay, these are atrocious, too. So, but what I was going to say I is, think the Kings are doing a great job by not releasing theirs because everybody hates them. Well, <laughs> they might go back and make some tweaks because of the backlash. Like I said, these are about making money. That is the entire point of these designs. Right. Is you roll out this one-time jersey that everyone loves, they buy it, and you you just make a bunch of money off of a one-time thing. If they see that backlash, they see everyone hating on it. They might go back to the drawing board. And conversely, like. The Nuggets one. Wait, Abs, if you're listening to this, uh, D-Line Co. said hire D-Line. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Conversely, <laughs> the Nuggets one, like, jersey. if that wasn't the jersey, they're, like, scrambling to say, this is the jersey now because everyone loves yeah, it so much. Yeah, it better be the jersey yeah. now. Yeah. It's awesome. What do you guys think? I, do you like the I white? Do you like it more than the whites? Some people yes. in Way hindsight more. are slamming the whites. Let's now. go. AJ, what do you think of Nuggets jersey? It's perfect. Yeah. Great. I would perfect. buy one. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, like, this is hot take but i i think it's the best nuggets jersey ever oh i agree wow i actually wow. totally agree it's i'm not gonna favorite. follow that up i'm just gonna say wow three times yeah. um there are some people who don't like it yeah there's, well, there's always, always people, people who, who do yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i mean okay to be wrong we can ask aj about 10 things four of them he's gonna say really insightful remarkable thing the other six he's gonna hate them for no reason and be super wrong there's i always i always have reasons for things yeah <laughs> People are always gonna hate, uh, but no, they're awesome. Keep the keep the rainbow skyline around for as long as possible. Just make them blue next year. Right I agree. Back. Right. I saw some people don't like. And you um, have a rainbow, so you can go through all the colors of the right. rainbow. Exactly. Do red ones, different color green ones. Uh, I saw purple. some people talking about the red one. We're gonna love them. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, no I saw one. some people talking about how they don't like that the Nuggets have come out with so many new jerseys because well, it's yeah, hard. The NBA is doing that. Like you have to make new ones now. These new city yeah. jerseys. It's really lame. Because really, I get why they're doing it to make money, but yep. jerseys are supposed to represent eras. There's, you know, there's a lot of identity. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. A lot is baked and soaked into that. How does that happen in in a year? It doesn't. Um, you know, it, those we all are going to remember last season very fondly. I think that Nugget season. I don't think many people will necessarily remember the white skylines um, because they're gone. You know, yeah. so I don't know. That is that is kind of lame. Uh, and the Nuggets have rebranded like three times, in, it feels yeah. like, in the last five years. And then you quit. You're quickly cycling through all these things. Like, fi- I, I would love if one of these things works, you just stay with it. Like, if this, like once this black jersey comes out and it hits, they just say, like, okay, that's a permanent part of the rotation now. And, like, the mile-high basketball ones, like, those are a permanent part of the right. rotation now. You can have, like, a few alternates, but at least let them stay. Like, that's going to be the one thing that sucks is everyone's going to love this jersey. 
I want one. I'm going to buy one. And then it's probably just going to be gone next year. Strong agree. It's Set up a schedule like the Avs did and only wear your jerseys and against certain opponents. Like the Avs only wear their thirds at home against division opponents. Love that. If the Avs ever change those, I will be heartbroken. Those thirds? Yeah. They want to make those the regular ones. They, they are like, incredible. They are my favorite jerseys. I know Eric hates the, the actual like Avs logo, but I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's because they won in it. I love it. What is I, I think the Avalanche A is amazing and it should stick forever. It's my favorite logo. So that would be my one complaint about making the thirds the the first. We should we should follow up with two things. We don't know for sure. This is an unconfirmed oh, yes, yes. Jersey both, League. Both not both. Um, but also I'm pretty positive that this unconfirmed leak is the right jersey. And also we're selling black diehard Rainbow Skyline <laughs> shirts now at the DNVR merch Look at you. You're locker. just plugging like no other. All Company right. man. Meanwhile, okay. the Rockies have not changed their uniforms or logo once in 26 Bring years. back the future ones. Yeah, I, they, yeah they, they, they've Bring worn a couple of alternates over the years. That, back to the future. And the yeah. players' weekends that everybody does. Those future ones are a little much for me, man. I, I like it's to a say little all black alternates. The short sleeves. Uh, the players' yeah. jersey all black this year. There's some things With I don't like about sleeves. it. The purple sleeves. I like the black vests. Yeah. I think those are cool. The black vests are fine. Yeah. What if they did a purple vest? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess nah, I don't I don't know. All right. Um so I guess we should talk about the Broncos. Uh, mm. <laughs> cool. Let's do it. They uh, if you watched the game on Sunday before halftime, mm. you thought, "Oh my god. Broncos, Brandon Allen, another win." But that was not the case, folks. I almost tweeted a thing. Oh. Never tweeted halftime. <laughs> yeah. Never. <laughs> I, I almost did the thing where you go, "Oh, I guess they're good. It was just Joe Flacco. I guess it was just Joe Flacco. It's a good team. It, it was. was all on him. <laughs> You're still going with still that. Still true. Yes. But as but, always. Yep. Vikings beat the Broncos 27-23. And that second half was just Here's the disappointing. Thing. <laughs> they allowed four touchdowns on the four drives the Vikings had in that second half. That's yeah. ridiculous. Your defense went from killing it to Getting killed. What is going on? Ooh. That was wild. Uh, I don't know how that happened. Like of all the thing, all the crazy things that happened, the defense just completely falling apart was the most inexplicable. But I have like no negative feelings towards that game. I've seen a mm -hmm. lot of Broncos fans say that. That was such a like a roller coaster of emotions. Why? Okay, here's the thing: is you're playing the, the, this season is all about the future. If mm -hmm. if they could re replicate this formula every game for the rest of the year, I will be happy. Stay which competitive is but lose. Young players play great. You stay competitive and you lose the game at the very last second. Like that game, perfect, made me feel better about the future. And <laughs> it was you didn't end up having this like like if they won that game, I don't think I would feel any differently about it as I do right now. Uh, it got you a step closer to Drew Locke, yep. hopefully. Uh, you know, it kind of kind of took the. The fool's gold Brandon Allen thing out of the year, out of the air. That was a fun thing that we did for a week. And, like, I was a big person saying, like, I'm not going to say he can't do it again. Like happened with Adam Werner or anyone else. He couldn't do it again. I mean, 46% 46 completion, completions is really, really bad. And they so. had a chance to win the game. Three incomplete passes right in the end zone in the last 10 seconds. Yeah, and, like, Tim Patrick got his face mask. Yeah, there was a pulled few. on one of them. He probably would have made that catch. But, again, I'm like, eh, it's probably better that they lost because they are seventh in the draft order now. They would have fallen out of the top ten if they won that. It would have been for, you know, for it would have been a short-term little you feel good for a second. Hey, we won the game. And then, you know, when you're missing out on some awesome dude later in the year, then it's 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 – 
these one game in a vacuum, it's a lot easier. If you were going to tell me the Broncos were going to win that one and they were going to go on like a six-game winning streak, well then, yeah, you wish you could have it back. But in a vacuum, I just I have no negative feelings about what happened in that game. If you were rooting for the win, do you have any issue with the play calling from the final series? I have lots of issues with the play calling <laughs> the entire second half. You and Zach had a lot of issues on the third down. Which third down? On all the third downs. On all the third <laughs> downs. <laughs> I believe it was all one. No, there was this <laughs> one. No, you and Zach, every third down, were Jeez. like, what is going on? Now that you mention that, there was one third down <laughs> where they gave an inside handoff to Devontae Booker on third and seven. Um, I mean, that makes me want to. When hurt it's third myself. and seven and the game is on the line, don't. Isn't that the guy you just have to get the ball yeah, to? Yeah. Of all the guys on the on your roster, aren't That's you just exactly like Devontae right. Booker? It's, we've it's waited like all season to play this card. Yes, the inside handoff to Devontae Booker on third and seven. This is it. This is the time to pull it. Like the element Cortland of surprise. Sutton is unguardable. <laughs> Noah Fan's having a pretty darn good game uh, catching the ball, at least. We'll get say, to don't that. ask him to block. Yeah. <laughs> or run with the ball. Um Oh, you or know, run a Chris Philip, route, like right. Philip Lindsay is a beast, he'll and you make plays. He will literally, like, if he could fly, he would. Yeah, so Phil on multiple Lindsay conjures <laughs> up would. plays out of thin air. He's I don't know, Brendan. He's just incredible. That would theoretically deny be that. really helpful, though. Yeah, deny, deny that claim, Brendan. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's possible. <laughs> Anyways, it you like the the third down play calling. You have these guys who are playing pretty darn well, mm-hmm. and you go with Devontae Booker on one. You go with a misdirection handoff to Noah Fant on another. Like, those plays are supposed to go to, like, really fast guys who accelerate really fast, not a guy who's a big miss. Like, the whole point of Noah Fant is he's a mismatch guy. That means you want people around him because he's good at beating them one-on-one, not because he's good at outrunning them. So... Yeah, the, I have lots. Of, I have lots of issues. So that's a yes. I have no issues with the play calling in the first half, and all the issues with the play calling in the second half. Um, D line Co says, mm-hmm. real question: Were they trying to lose? As you saw in the post game, Vaughn, third person, said, "No one likes losing more than Vaughn." <laughs> it was. I mean, even like they were like me in the locker room. It like you talk about no moral victories they like felt pretty good after that one which is pretty weird in a heart to lose in a heartbreaking fashion they were like it happened you lose whatever um which is very odd so i don't think they were trying to lose no uh but i wish they were that's a great story that they, third they down to Devontae Booker would, like, I, I mean, mean if hey, there was ever evidence, that's uh, maybe John Elway walked from his box over to the coach's box and told Rich Gangarello start calling really terrible plays. And he was like, "Oh, we've got this <laughs> run on third and two, <laughs> out of shotgun to Royce Freeman. You're gonna love it, John. <laughs> I'm your guy." <laughs> um. So, what's your take on the rest of the year? Do they they tank? Do what about when Drew Locke comes out? Do you want to see him? Every time like, they talk you want about them Drew, to win with Drew, you want them to win with Drew. You, well, I mean, if Drew exactly. Locke throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns every game and they lose, it's uh, not not the Ex- worst thing. Exactly. Yeah, I guess that's exactly. true. Exactly. But, but you just you want Drew Locke to play well. That's that's the one thing that you're holding on hope for in this season is if Drew Locke can come in there and just play well, like maybe a, one or two notches better than Brandon Allen even, and you see him make NFL throws and you see him guide the offense and you see him, you know, score some touchdowns in the red zone, which has been such a problem for this team. That's amazing. Uh, And I wrote a column about this after the game. Like if you hit on drew lock 
And you got to really hit on him. It can't be, you know, one of these middling, like, Andy Dalton type hit on him. But if you get that right, you're really close. Like, you go address left tackle in the draft, and you're, like, you're ready to go. Uh, It's not a perfect team, but that's a team that can compete with just about any team in the NFL right now. And they, they haven't had a quarterback in four years. So that's what you're, that's, you're just crossing your fingers for that. The unfortunate thing is every time someone in this organization talks about Drew Locke, it just makes me feel worse about how they're handling it. Like yesterday, Fangio said on the radio something along the lines of, yeah, like the next step for him is to be the backup. Well, then he said in his press conference with us that he's not going to be the backup this week. So that leads me to believe that they're going to make him be a backup in week 13 and then he might not get to start until week 16. So I've kind of a good. kind of a bummer question. How much is the hope in Locke here rooted in who he is as a prospect versus the lack of good things going on light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, uh, I think from a fan from, you know, just the average fan, it's just like hopefully we get this one right, you know, it's like right. a luck thing, but Andre and I were at the Senior Bowl, and we watched Drew Locke, and that was long before he was ever a Bronco, and we thought he was far and away the best prospect there. So uh, I I really like Drew Locke, and not only does he have the arm talent and all that stuff, and he does have to, you know, figure out accuracy and getting his feet set and all that type of stuff and footwork, but I love his tools, but more than anything, I love his intangibles, you know. Like, this team lacks quarterback talent. They also lack just quarterback you know, intangibles. They they don't have that that strong leader. They don't have any swagger from that right. position. Yeah. He brings all those things. And so that it, as much as anything is what makes me confident. That's a guy that when he walks into the huddle, you know, guys want to play want to play with a guy like that and I think that's a really important part. You got to have the talent too. I think he does have that. What's going to be the difference between I mean recently the Redskins had Dwayne Haskins uh, named him as their starter. And he really hasn't been respected in that huddle. I mean, it was really awkward. His offensive line wasn't paying attention to him. It's terrible. Could, could that happen to Drew Locke? I mean, people are frustrated. What's the difference? What makes Drew Locke different than the situation that's going on? Well, I think every player in every situation is different. Um, never compare anyone's dysfunction to the Redskins' dysfunction <laughs> because they will always win that <laughs> argument. Very um, true. But well said. Like, this uh, – it just it, it depends on the player. It depends on the team. I don't know enough about Dwayne Haskins to say you know how he acts on the practice field, or maybe he feels like I'm a first round pick. I'm entitled, and those veterans don't like that. Drew Locke's a guy who I think has worked really hard. Uh, he's respected in the locker room. I know the guys like him, so it, I think it just comes down to little things like that. I don't think it. It's not always about you know rookie versus older guys, and we mm-hmm. know that the Broncos have had an issue with yep. uh, empowering younger leaders. I think when it's the quarterback, it's a little different. You don't have a choice but to empower him, in, unless I guess you're the Redskins. But uh, I, I don't think that'll be a problem for him. All right. Well, you may or may not know, but taking care of your teeth is pretty darn important. And our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare toothbrush. Give them Check them out today online or call them at 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. Let's touch on college real quick before we jump into who won the week. Uh, The Buffs were on a bye week. The Rams fell to Air Force, and Air Force has honestly been dominant um, this season. They're eight and two. what's their record? I think they're eight and two. Eight and yeah. two. Um, Shout out to Air Force. They are best the, team in Colorado. Yeah, best team in Colorado. They beat the Buffs and the Rams. Yep. 
They deserve it. They should actually get like a, an additional trophy to that. Yeah. That. And for anyone, we cover, we talk about mainly the teams that we cover here at DNVR. Doesn't mean we're giving shade to Air Force or any of the other schools. We love them all, but it's our job to talk about those ones. The, um, more, the more we're supported, by the way, merchant subscriptions, the more exactly, we can cover one day. Just, just floating that so, out there. Uh, okay. If you really want us to cover uh, Colorado College hockey, then, uh, you know. Get everyone there to buy us. You've got to get all 14 people at those games to, yeah. to hook us up. Um, but i got to give a shout-out to CU Men's Basketball because hey. they're 3-0 and ranked number 23rd in uh, the country. Oh, um, they're doing really, really sure. well. It's exciting. Yeah. I'm calling they're going to the tourney, but that's just going to knock on It's not line. really like a bold take. Well, yeah. Some really people like thought that was that I've told. They're like, oh, really? <laughs> they better. The that's what I'll say. They better go to the tournament. Um, but yeah, any, anyone else want to talk any more about college football? Well, Rams, that was maybe more of a heartbreaker than the Broncos game because they were up big against a really good Air Force team. And, and that's the, and that's the <sighs> formula for beating Air Force. Get up right. big. But right. also, I mean, I, I think the Buffs, were the Buffs also up 14-0 on Air Force or was it just 10? I think it was 10. Yeah. They're quarterbacks. That's the best Air Force quarterback Air Force has had in a while. I that's mean. I mean that's the difference for them between like six and six and ten and two. Whenever they're really good, they have a dude who can also throw the ball. And right. I mean, when he had to, he had what he threw th three touchdowns. Like when do you ever hear about a uh, an Air Force quarterback right. throwing three touchdowns? He made yep. plays with his arm to win that game for them. Yep. Um, and then on our comment on the Denver Sports Podcast on our site, we got someone who said, can we give a shout-out for School of Mines football and their undefeated season? So They've been shout-out. Go Ore Diggers. Um, yeah. Then we got another that. comment that says, segment idea for you, best ad transition of the week or month, maybe <laughs> the worst, too. Well, we know which one was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one was pretty good. I got all of your attentions, so I did what I needed to do. <laughs> um, then real quick on Periscope, just trying to get all the questions in here. Um, we got D-line code. No. <laughs> we have some other viewers. What a loser. Um, <laughs> if Locke doesn't pan out, who do the Broncos target in the draft? We've gone in detail. You guys go in detail a lot on the Denver Broncos podcast, so if you want more of an in-detail analysis, go there. But Ryan, AJ, quick, I mean, it's Andre. It's probably Herbert. That's, uh, that's a, an L.A.-looking guy. Kill me. Who do you What's think, the AJ? question? Best quarterback? Who, no, who would the Broncos target if Locke isn't the guy? It honestly yeah. probably is Herbert. I mean, they've liked Herbert for a full like Two calendar years, year. Elway yeah. called him out by name when they were oh, talking Justin, about not right, even Justin Herbert. When they were talking about him not coming out, he was there scouting him live last year. Like all the evidence would point to the fact that they like Herbert. Now Tua's hurt. Herbert's not playing good, for the Broncos. good enough, so probably Herbert will be gone by the seventh pick. So, hey, it's all good. Andre's the producer, by the way, if this is your first ever live oh, stream. Oh, yeah. We're not just. He's sitting in the corner. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Our there. camera angle isn't wide <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we've got how long can the Avs survive with all of these injuries? They're practically losing a player every game. Indefinitely. They're great. They can't. They can until they can't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're staying afloat, which should scare everybody else in the NHL. Yeah, I think I read they have eleven of their uh, forwards left that they like started with that aren't injured. Is that right? Um, stat. No. Oh, I read they, it. Well, they Somewhere. right now they uh, they just called up Logan O'Connor oh, well, yeah, and AJ Greer, so they have four guys that they've called up right now. Th uh, they will play tonight. 
uh, four guys that they have called up plus two guys that they healthy scratched on opening night. So half of your forward core, essentially. That is wild. How much longer for Miko? Um, if I had to guess, I would probably say Miko comes back um, probably the end of next week. Okay, let's go. What there. happened with Tyson so, Jones? Yeah, send some moose memes. No idea. Just how how we're feeling Hockey on these injuries all year. I mean, it, we don't know. Colin Wilson was in the middle of practice and yeah. threw a hissy fit and left practice and hasn't been seen since because he hurt himself again. Tyson Jost has some random upper body injury that nobody knows about. Matt Calvert has a concussion, but they won't talk about it. You know, who knows? Landis Cog randomly breaks his foot three days after a game had been played. Like, Oh, yeah, the stat that knows? I was thinking of was the Avalanche only have 11 healthy forwards on their roster at the moment, but Bednar said they're planning to recall players. Yeah, they did that today. Um. Okay, well, with that, should we get into who won the week? Who did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog and who was the beast? Who's in the boat and who's up a creek? Let's see. Who won the week? So good. All right. Probably Ooh. didn't need to be that loud. Oh, well, I but wanted them to hear be. it. They have to hear it through the microphone. The speaker's present. down there. I play it that loud every time. Oh, babies. <laughs> Anyways, who wants to start with? Um, Should we talk about last week's who won the week first before we get into that? Um, yeah. did, did we... No, the so the poll that we posted didn't post, so people didn't have a chance to vote on who won the week last week. But the options were Will Barton for silencing the haters, B, Avs for missing 25% of their team and still going 2-0, C, Nikola Jokic for two game winners and carrying the team to victory, and D, the Buffs um, that one because they got the ball rolling on the Mel Tucker era with recruits and such. And they got another four-star yesterday. I'm sure we're all in consensus. Everyone on three. One, two, three. Will Barton. <laughs> I think it was Will? a combination of the Nuggets. Yeah, I would oh, say Nuggets. The Nuggets didn't win that week, though. It's really I like know. just so retired. We basically anyways. don't want the Nuggets to ever win a week. That's why. Yeah, we um, can tell. <laughs> no, it was a mistake. We will be putting a poll this week for who won the week. Sorry about that. But Will I agree. also got a shirt that you can buy on. Oh, yeah, we do down. have a Will shirt nice. now. I, 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 I missed that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was definitely a combination of Will Barton and Nikola Jokic. We'll just say that Nuggets. I'll take that win since I. Oh yeah, look, at <laughs> Drew, you got one. Another win for first? Drew. I'm climbing that. No, I think it's my second. I can't remember how in the world the Rockies won the week at some point. Must have been an accident. Was it the Cucarachas? Yeah. Oh, it was the Cucarachas. Like they were finally having fun yeah. again. I and believe. they rattled off like five wins in a week randomly. It was a great week. It, yeah, they had good. one really good week. I think they played the. We'll always remember that week. Clearly. <laughs> 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 actually never remember <laughs> that was the most remembering of that week that's ever been done <laughs> all right so this week we will have a poll on twitter go vote aj go first why did the abs win the week well i don't think uh necessarily the abs but adam warner wins the week you know this is the guy who was in sweden last year not a very very highly touted prospect gets called up 29 was 31 seconds into his first ever nhl game gets put into action Goes in, stops all 40 shots that the Winnipeg Jets muster, including headbutting a Patrick Line slap shot, which is the manliest way you can stop a puck, and uh, shuts out the Jets and gets a not shutout shutout. And, yeah, I think he was your your fairy tale uh, story. Is that better buzzer sound for you Very guys? Very good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one sucks. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god, this you know, company you know, is so annoying. You know what sometimes. you need to do is you need to get the uh, you need to get the sonic drowning music in the count in the last five seconds. Yes, uh, that's that's the most anxious. It's a lot like, of production. That's a lot of work for me. I got a another one was too loud for you. Um, okay. I like that buzzer. <laughs> okay, thanks, uh, Drew. Or do you want to go last? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it? Can I? Do I have to choose the Broncos? You can choose football in general. No, I don't want to choose football either. Do I it. want a different Avs uh, a nominee. Okay. Um, you He's have to give a Broncos for at least ten seconds, and the rest you can use for your Avs. Hang on. Uh, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay, I can do this. Go. Broncos won the week because they won a game in the best possible way that they could win. A g- or they lost the game in the best possible way that they see. I they lost it so good that I thought they won. Cam uh, McCarr wins the week mm. because he I think he unlocked a different level of his confidence, which is his scoring confidence, and that is talk about scary for the rest of the NHL. That is scary. He looks incredible and he's already looked so awesome with his passing with his skating and now he's scoring and that is scary for everyone that was the big abs take that you were so proud of i mean i only got 20 seconds to unveil it so i mean all right this kale i mean kale is like he is i've never been more confident in someone being a superstar than kale mccarr i mean this was me on our what first abs show of the year like one of our first shows that when we talked about like big superstars that were up and coming when <laughs> welcome, welcome to the party dude i've been waiting two years for this <laughs> yeah it's pretty awesome i i, uh, I cannot get enough kale mccarr like i said this a couple of weeks ago that he was starting to surpass nathan mckinnon in terms of like when he has the puck i perk up in my seat and over the last week he has uh, definitely surpassed. How long? How long is this? How long is he making the case here? <laughs> we're just, now case we're just bantering. Yes. No, this is a supplemental case for Kale. I see what this, this is. This is friendly. I see what's happening. I wonder the This is just appreciation week. for a superstar coming into his own. Mm-hmm. Brutal. And that, Brutal. in my opinion, that puts right, the abs done. over you're the Nuggets done. in terms of their potential to win a championship. If I had a buzzer that sounded better, 100%. I would have buzzed. That's a great point. It is. Thank you. Thank you. That's MPJ, right. baby. I'm gonna keep. Go- I might just keep going. No, well, I think so we should, because uh, you know, and all that's been <laughs> lost with the songs and the jerseys. Join DNVR. Join DNVR. It's not a Broncos town. It's not an AFC. We'll we'll treat every sport fairly and equally. That's what they told me. That's what they told me. I'm going back to <laughs> SB Nation. How many dope Nugget shirts do we have? A lot. Can yeah, I just give, make my go. case? Can I go. make my case? Now? Yeah. <laughs> Why did the Wancho and Gomez won the week. The Denver Nuggets won the week. After losing that game to Atlanta, Wancho's back in the rotation. Um, the first game was just a feel-good moment. The second game, he actually scored 15 points and was one of the best players on either second unit. More importantly, he injected fun back into the Denver Nuggets and made us realize we've got our, our underwear in a bunch about nothing. The Nuggets are fine. The Nuggets are sitting in a good position, and they're trending up thanks to Wancho. That's world champion. Juancho That's world champion. Wancho and Gomez to myself. Thank God, you. I love Wancho so much. Thank you. Let's talk about Wancho for an additional thirty yes, seconds. Okay, so Wancho also is a superstar in the making. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 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 it's you asked for walks, this, right? Like, no, no. He he's staying. They, can they realistically find a way to keep him? I think so. Wancho? Yeah. Realistically, yeah. I mean, the fact that they didn't reach an extension with him already is like, I guess, concerning is the word. Yeah. Um. But Kuno, like, if they're if they're actually going to fold him back into the rotation, how is he going to leave when Nicole looks at him and goes? Come That's on. what I mean. And if he's Where actually getting playing time, he might want to stay. And I don't know how much it's necessarily going to be about money. Wancho, he is the ultimate teammate. But 
my read on why he, you know, was turning down these extensions was opportunity. He wanted to play. Now he's back in the rotation, so it's possible. Beasley, opposite. Not so much. Yeah, Beasley's probably on his way out. Be my guess. But he's losing money like every game. Yeah, and he's out of the rotation right now. The writing on the wall is not in the favor of Malik, but he's gonna be fine. He's with Clutch. He'll get sixty million from someone, and he'll start one day. They'll be great in like Orlando. You next like you do, season. if yeah. you can dribble a basketball. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking like Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. They'll do the have a bunch of to do right, too. If you, you just know? like put them on a terrible team, they would really succeed. Which is why them struggling is inexplicable when yeah. they do. It's oh. like, come on, man. Um, someone on YouTube said Broncos won the week? Question mark. That's a low bar. No, they they argue for who won the week. <laughs> Ryan didn't want to choose the Broncos, but we needed some sort we, of rom- Broncos representation. We didn't so. really need that. Okay, well maybe <laughs> actually, in the poll, well, I, I forgot to show that I was wearing this what shirt. What they're doing? Just for my case. The Broncos are executing the plan geniusly. There you go. Andre's accident. always on the Broncos. On yeah, if they exactly. did it on purpose, they definitely won the week. Hundred percent. Yeah. All season, like <laughs> yeah. they should be seven and if three, the plan. but they don't want to get knocked out in the first round super winnable division they're like nah nah we want that top 10 pick baby i'm with dre <laughs> there's um, literally zero percent of me that believes that anyone in the broncos organization believes that oh whether they're doing it on purpose or not doesn't matter the let's accident. be honest we will look back on the, plan the season of the accidental tank air, air force won Incredible. the week Are we yeah <laughs> um and then they deserve actually like, yeah they kind of do deserve and i like think Everyone here will be rooting for them in all of the rest of their games. For 100%. Air Force, 100%. Yeah. Supporting it. I already was. How do you yeah. not root for Air Force? Yeah. I know. Those kids are I, awesome. I was rooting for them in every game but one. My dad I mean, wanted to fly a plane when he was little, so I feel there you there go. Go. somewhat the connected. Mel Tucker yeah. almost went to Air Force. Oh, wow. So you basically went. Yeah. yeah I basically crazy. won the week. <laughs> Even when the Buffs lost to Air so Force, it was up. probably it was one of those losses that like the Buffs community, from what I saw, was like, man. That's a great team. How can you be mad about that? How can yeah. you be mad? They deserve it, and so we're all we're all here for Air Force. You get Force. upset about losing to USC for all kinds of reasons, but oh, Air Force. Don't get me started on that. Um. All right, Drew. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, Drew's still here. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Which sport do you cover? Yeah. What yeah, what, what sport okay. are you gonna choose? Give me. Like I okay. So I'm gonna talk about baseball stuff. It's going to be a bad argument, but I'm going <laughs> to make it anyway. So Drew doesn't really care about winning the week at this point. It's not going to happen. Uh, the, okay, the Rockies go. didn't do anything, but if you were a fan of 29 baseball teams who are not the Houston Astros, then you won the week because the worst scandal in probably all of pro sports right now <laughs> is the Houston Astros being accused of cheating. And there is a ton of evidence to suggest they went way beyond the pale to use technology to steal signs from a lot of people over the years. This is opening up huge investigations. A lot of people are in serious trouble, maybe banned for life kind of trouble. Wow. This is big stuff. And right. uh, it, it might be. But I just want to, you know, so I'll say if you're a fan okay. of one of the other 29 teams, Perfect. you won the week. But I just wanted to bring up that topic. Also, as a fan really of the Cardinals, happened. I want to Houston stole the data first. That's good to know. That's, those cheaters. That's true. I because St. Louis is too pure. We would never. Can't, no, they definitely. No, they cheated. They, they definitely the, cheated. The Cardinals definitely cheated as well. But this uh, is worse. You can at least stand on the pedestal. I'll take it. Of this I'll is, take it. This is the worst cheating scandal we've seen in professional sports in a while. Yeah, the, the the buzzers on the on the gloves and the thumbs and all that, that's just ingenious. I'm, the ingenuity involved, props. No one ever talks about um, crappy teams cheating. 
That's all I'm saying. How how did they think that the pitcher wouldn't figure out that they were slamming on the dugout with a they bat didn't. every time they he didn't? They yeah. came out. They well, found they out because did, one though. of the former. Yeah, because he figured it out. Because no, he, no, he, no, he, no, he was on the Astros. Astros. Yeah, it was the former oh, Astros. Oh, that did, was like yeah. so. By the way, yeah, I see. So when they yeah. his team, his new team was going to play them, he was like, "By the way, watch out for this. If That's you hear crazy. this." It's you, because they're figuring it out. How do you think that players aren't going to talk about that when they leave your organization? Yeah, I know. Right? That's like, a really good point. Like, you're such a smart organization. You, you, well, you hand them like a shiny a, ring, and you're like, be quiet. you got to give every player no, like you, 20% more than they're yeah, worth. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. You have yeah. to start including NDAs in all of your player <laughs> yeah. contracts. Why not? Like, Why not? The, they should have done it. How is a smart organization do leave themselves hey, open so to that kind of liability? Like, it would be so funny if they were stupid. like, so uh, Drew, you violated the agreement. Give us your money back. This is straight up. Like, <laughs> hey, you're going to have to pay us all of your salary back if you talk about the things that we do operationally here to be successful. Drew, is there any yeah. chance wins or titles are vacated? I mean, I don't, baseball doesn't seem like that kind of sport that would do I that. It's highly unlikely, but the more evidence that comes out that it wasn't away. just like, I mean, you can't – they. They've can't done vacate it in a parade. College. Yeah. You can't vacate a parade. They they could vacate the 2017 World Series. You can asterisk all you want, but it's not going to change the fact. Yeah. That well, that of course, happened. of course. I'm just right. curious if they're going to make the effort because in college it's happened. Right. I, this is pretty egregious. I for don't really think is. it'll get to that level, but it wouldn't be surprising me if that's at least actually legitimately being discussed. Talk, if yeah. it's on the table, because. It, it, all of the other things that have come out, it's not just like, oh, they were videotaping, they were sending stuff in. It's like, no, like GMs were telling scouts to like develop a system yeah, of yeah. like how can we best cheat. Right. So like when you're, and that's why I think there there is a distinction between this and the hey, if you're not cheating, you're not trying stuff. It's like there's a difference between doing all the little things you can to take advantage of the rules of the game. And like, and then everything you can to break them. Uh, yeah, and hatching <laughs> yeah. a legitimate plan yeah. that is co a coordinated effort to skirt the rules, to break the rules that are specifically designed to keep you from doing this because it gives you a major competitive advantage. I think it's awesome. Every sport needs a good villain. Also, why haven't teams figured out just a different way to call pitches so this can't happen? That's probably just one of those traditionalist things. Like Eric D-Line was bringing up, you know, why doesn't the catcher or the manager just – why doesn't the pitchers have an earpiece like a quarterback does? You tell them what pitch to throw. If it, comes, if, it comes, if it comes from the catcher, the batters can conceivably hear that, right? And then, like, sure. also so – you, yeah. you just have a code or just do – you, you Here's do the thing. Signs. They Apple do pie. have a code. Apple people pie. are just cheating. Right. <laughs> like, if people no, just honored – like, right. You know what I mean? Like, like it, everyone knows one is fastball. That's not a code. Well, right, but if you don't have a system in place for cheating, then you can't see the one. It's a pretty simple system. But you it, could do it from second base. You know, people have been doing that forever. Yeah. Like, just, why not just – Change the things. I, I Four is fastball. One is well. They do that. They, I mean, they do like that. When you're watching a Rockies game of a sport, like Drew Goodman's, like, oh, like here comes whatever pitch. Like he knows that for a reason. Well, right, okay, right. hold on though. Now here's a technical baseball thing that needs to be clarified a little bit. If there's nobody on base, then yeah, the pet, the catcher puts down one to the left. And you These are guys we all know who put where the their glove is. over their mouth when they talk so no one can see them. Why don't right. they come up with a better system for protecting their signs? Well, be, they do. They have a fantastic yeah, system for know. it. Most teams do. The, the problem is it, it should take you a long time to be able to figure out any change. Typically what it is, there's a series of signs. And then there's an indicator about which one of those signs the actual one. So the catcher will throw down fastball, slider, change up, curveball. 
And only one of those is the one he meant. If there's someone on second. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so it might be, hey, we're taking the third one. But they also might mix them up. Oh, three is going to be your fastball today. Two is going to be your curveball today. Uh, so they'll mix it up that way. Then they'll say, okay, now only take the third one. And if you think somebody's onto it, that's when the catcher runs out there, puts his glove up to his face and says, okay, we're going to switch it up for the one. Or now your, your fastball is three. Or, you know, now do the opposite direction right. of which way I'm saying. Or and do, all I'm saying is so just many do ways. that all the time. I'm they do. Uh, I mean, they, they, they should do it in every single instance in which it would make any kind of difference. Because there shouldn't be a camera in That's exactly field. it. Right, right. The only way to get it, that information immediately to your hitters right. is to film it and, and like, and, and if there's no one on, on base, trash like, can. apparently it was the best thing. Uh, like the, I love that the last part of this, the analytics geniuses in, in Houston and uh, the technology involved, and the very last step is them banging on a trash can. <laughs> it would have been very simple for them Damn. to just say, like, like, here we go, is slider. Like they Yeah, I know, caught. I know. It would have been less. Yeah, you're right. Just banging on the yeah. so the banging on the yeah. such a smart organization came up with a <laughs> genius way to cheat. AJ's an Astros fan. Left themselves hey, no. open <laughs> to so many stupid things along the way. I did see one video. I it's think like a it, bad serial killer. Yes, <laughs> I did see one video of a guy who seemed to be hearing the banging, who like stepped out of the box. And That's what I'm talking about. The he, White Sox pitcher, right? That, yeah, 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 I can't oh, remember his name. Right. No, yeah, the guy who stepped off the mountain. And then, oh, oh, then the there batter, was a whole yeah. thing between you, Darvish, and yeah. Christian Yelich, which that was, was absolutely insane. And it's funny to me because everyone, like, at first, and I get it, when they're like, oh, man, Yelich totally clapped back on you, Darvish. Ha <laughs> ha, take that. But he basically said. It was like a bad clapback because you, Darvish, is actually good. First of all, Darvish is a good pitcher. And what, it, what Christian Yelich just said was, I don't need to cheat to beat you. Right. Ooh. All right. Like, one of the best hitters of the last couple of years, who, by the way, was not this hitter when he was in Miami, mm, who was caught darting his eyes to the bullpen. Facts. And now this guy's out there, and everyone's like, ooh, what a clapback. I'm like, why did, did would you just expose himself as that, a cheater? Why yeah. would you bring yeah. that attention on yourself? Right. Now we're going to be pouring through all the Christian he, I thought he said nobody needs to cheat against you. I thought that was I, That is what he said, right? It's, it's ego. Right. No one thing that the Astros got caught with. Ego. Yeah. This you're is smarter like, and better than everybody. I, I, I the like bottom that. line. You better hope if you're Yelich. Because what the response should have been was, I would never do that. Right. <laughs> how, come how come there's no pushback on Drew? We're still talking about who's who on the well, week, by the way. because that's an interesting. We haven't talked <laughs> baseball. A, do you even know what his argument is? Or is <laughs> I feel like we're talking about it. the Astros. Um, I won the week for turning this whole <laughs> conversation. Yeah, baseball. like 10 minutes, 15. Well, we haven't talked about baseball, and we do try and talk about all. There just hasn't been anything to really talk about, so. Just wait till the I'll allow it. That's a thing. Oh god. I am the judge. Oh wow, we are at a minute tw- or an hour twenty-one. Um, all right, well Good let's podcast. let's wrap this up quickly. Uh, YouTube comments. We've got someone saying Mile High Magic, then said everyone cheats cool. in baseball, and then said um, <laughs> G2G, y'all, y'all rule. Keep it up. Thank um, you. So thank you for we that. We also have got Sports to go. Bra. Um, and pie. And pie. And pie. Um, Big Olympics people. Thank you again to everyone who nominated this podcast for the Colorado Podcast Awards. We really, really appreciate it. Keep rating us. Keep leaving comments for us. And we'll see you guys next week.